Nation style. Yeah. Straight out of Law Nation Studios, by the way. Yeah. If you like Mama, there go that man again. We're going to listen to Andy Troy Aikman. The playmaker as well. The do's and don'ts to understand this thing, Cowboy Nation. Be sure, be sure, be sure, be sure to slap that notification bell. Let people know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and beyond. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to the Cowboys experience. Be sure if you're watching live on Facebook Groove over there, hit that notification bell as well as subscribe to the channel. I'm your host, Paul Nation. Atlanta Falcons. It's still a challenge, right? It's still a challenge. We never sleep on no opposition. We don't. Got to keep digging. Got to keep fighting. Got to keep grinding. You do. Then everything else will work its way out, Cowboy Nation. Yeah. Up a little, a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's up? Come on. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in. Uh, the name is Law Nation. I really appreciate you guys once again. Uh, I, I get it. After a loss, a lot of people are still in that, that dark spot. You know, the, the hype is gone. Uh, the fake ones are gone. You know what I'm saying? The real ones standing tall. You know, they said like, okay, we wasn't going to go 16-1. and one. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. You got to pick it back up. In the in the temperaments, uh, I did a video just a couple of hours ago, and I'm seeing people saying excuses, 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 excuses. No, 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 no. The last team to go undefeated was the Miami Dolphins, right? And the last team to go, I guess, only with one L on their record. I don't even know when. You're gonna lose some games. But you got to learn from those games that you lost. And then you got to pick them back up. And then you have to stack those things on top of each other and keep it moving. Now, the good thing about it, we got punched in the mouth. 
And now we can look back at it and say, all right, these are our flaws. These are the things that we didn't overcome. Hmm. Right. So bounce back. Get out of the funk. I mean, good grief. Uh, we played against the uh, Atlanta Falcons, right? And uh, they got Maddie Ice, they call him that, you know. Um, and, and then on top of that, uh, we, we also got to understand that they got Kyle Pitts, right? He was the guy that was on, a, on the high end of, of many of us, right? Because we thought about the possibilities of Kyle Pitts with Dak Prescott. And the whole storyline of, hey, let's make this offense beyond, you know, powerful. And when we look at everything, when we look at everything, we would say, man, this offense is still powerful. They still got their warts, right? Uh, shout out to you, David. Shout out to you, Josh. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Courtney, thank you for being part of this thing. You learn more from your failures, right, David? Yeah, than your success. You know, uh, you learn a lot from it, you know. But, but neither here nor there. The Dallas Cowboys, man, <laughs> we still America's team, right? <laughs> we just ain't going to wear no more red stripes. <laughs> no more red stripes for us, right? No more red stripes. I mean, at this point, you can argue and say, hey, man, it's the red stripe fault, right? You don't change the horse in the middle of the race. That's the whole point of it. But we, we are uh, up against a situation whereas the Cowboys are already practicing precaution. The precaution is they rest in some of their starters. And uh, this week, of course, it's the middle of the week. Everybody, don't press the panic button. They got to make sure that their troops are ready. So the coaching staff said that they're going to sit and give limited snaps for Ezekiel Elliott. They're going to make sure that they enter Tyron Smith into the rehab program. And they're just putting the Band-Aids over some of these things. Hopefully they can heal. And when I say Band-Aid, it's not in a negative connotation. Yeah, Steve White, we have work to do. Yeah, <laughs> Steve White's in the red stripe game. Yeah, Charles, appreciate you. I really like your show. You know, it's not my show, actually. It's, it's you guys' show. And shout out to Cowboys Experience. Uh, be sure to call them today. Uh, we have uh, unique packages for everyone to come out and enjoy players. Uh, and and we got a special player that's going to be at the event this weekend. So I don't want you guys to meet me there. I want you guys to beat me there. Come on out to Cowboys Experience. Call that number. Say, hey, man, this dude, Law Nation with the beard, second to none. Say, come on out. And so I'm ready to come out so we can support. And another thing we got to do. We better not be selling tickets to the Atlanta Falcons fans. I was embarrassed more so of all of the orange that was in the doggone stands. You know, there was a lot of orange people in the stands. So I better not see that red again. We shouldn't see no red this weekend. It shouldn't be a lot of red in the stand, no red, no black, none of that stuff. It should be nothing but silver and blue. You cut us, we're going to bleed silver and blue, and then we're going to throw some hands. You know, but but if you see somebody with that Atlanta Falcon stuff on, you tell them to lean forward right there. You tell them to lean forward. You know, this this is war. This is battle, right? Uh, and before we let the mighty Troy Aikman speak, 
the NFL came down with their ruling on Aaron Rodgers. You know, they fined him $14,000. Hey, it's quite funny. Shout out to Chris Sims. Uh, City Lamb was fined $20,000 for having his jersey untucked last week. Aaron Rodgers fined $14,000 and some change, basically, for ignoring the protocol. I can't say that C word. Uh, they would try to start pulling all stuff down and fact checkers and these sorts of things. But you guys get what come before protocols all season. Uh, I get the enforcement rules are different, but it just looks bad. And it doesn't add up. You know, you know how they do CD Lamb. Uh, they couldn't wait to find CD Lamb. Hey, you didn't tuck your shirt, bro. I can't make this stuff up, Cowboy Nation. Uh, Kenneth says, uh, where's Gallup? He's practicing. They got him on a pitch count, basically, and he will be ready, supposedly, this weekend. You can't show all of your cards, right? The cards. Uh, shout, Shout out to you, Charles. Big Law, the fan feels they was let down, and I've seen it in 2016. Denver beat Dallas the same way. I thought it was 17. Yeah, Charles, it was 17 that he beat the crap out of us. Uh, Denver got our numbers. You know, sometimes people just got your number, and Denver, I don't know, maybe it's the orange. You know, maybe that is the situation that it throws a psyche, you know. But Cowboys beat Denver before, right? Did they beat them in the Super Bowl? What year was that? You know, what year did the Cowboys – Cowboys played the Denver in the Super Bowl before, did they? Y'all help a brother out. Y'all help me out. I know this probably be before – you know, did they? That could be all. I know Washington team played them. But the Denver is Denver. Denver's Denver, you know. Uh, humble loss. Oh, it was – we did – also, we did play them in, in the Super Bowl before. Uh, look at all of my old heads, 1977. I wasn't even thought of, you know. <laughs> uh, haven't beat them since 1995. Yes, they did in 1977, boy. It was 70, Was it 78 or 77? I'm going to have to do a quiz show one day, you know. <laughs> Orange Crush got us. You know, that's what it is, you know. Uh, you see, the Cowboys ride on top of the Broncos, and I guess the Broncos just didn't really, really like that. But uh, also, the Packers were also fined uh, $300,000, just a little north of a quarter of a million dollars. And, uh, and that's for violating the uh, protocol violations and the NFL Players Association protocols, while Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lizard uh, each were fined 14k basically so that's all of the information outside of the news of the dallas cowboys so three hundred thousand. look that's three dollars <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's about three hundred dollars packers are a billion dollar organization three hundred thousand dollars they sneeze that they wipe their you know what's with that <laughs> that that's one person executive paycheck that he probably get for a bonus, you know? So that really is not going to hurt anything. How you get them is you take away some draft picks or you slide the draft pick in order back, you know, you do something like that. But 300 K there's nothing. It, it, it was 19 of 77. And I think it was Dorset rookie year. Shout out to you, Derek Wells, you know, appreciate you. 
so let, let's listen in to Troy. Uh, I, I know that I got Troy in the title. I couldn't put his full name out there, but I'm quite sure that I got him as the thumbnail. So Troy at the titling, you know, we should mention, when we mention Troy, y'all already know it's Aikman, right? Michael, you got a lot of Michaels, right? But when you mention Troy, you know that that's Aikman, right? Do anybody disagree, you know? <laughs> when I mention Troy and Cowboys, it's synonymous, right? It's not Troy Hambrick, you know. I'm outside of Troy Aikman and Troy Hambrick, I think that's how you say that man's name, Hambrick. Were there any other Troys to ever play for the Cowboys? All right, let's talk football with the Hall of Famer, the Fox A-teamer, the great Troy Aikman. It's brought to us by the Core 43 and the original Kyra Hero and BDO Accountants and Advisors. Morning, Troy. Hey, Troy. good morning, George. Well, we wondered, would someone have a template for slowing down the Cowboys' offense? Denver was able to do that. Could someone run on the Cowboys' offense? They certainly did that. How about what um, Denver did defensively to Dallas? We've been talking about that through the weeks. How would you try to play them? Uh, how many teams are digging through this film now to see how exactly did they basically shut them out for almost an entire game? It's pretty incredible what they did. I mean, Vic Fangio, he's, he's, he's really good as a defensive coach, and we had him a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night. They didn't play so well, but uh, yeah, I think you know a lot of people are asking after that game: is is that the blueprint? Is well, yeah, that's the that's kind of the blueprint against anybody if you're able to run for 200 yards and and then keep a team out of the end zone for pretty much the entire ball game. So it was uh, it was really impressive. Uh, I. I didn't expect to see anything quite like that really this year uh, as far as shutting down this offense and how good they have been throughout the season and as explosive as they are. And, and I haven't seen the film, but I think they obviously did a lot of good things. And some of it was that Dallas just didn't execute the way that uh, we've seen from them in, in, in weeks past. And so for Denver, it was the perfect storm. It was really the only way that they would be able to compete and hang in there. And I think Fangio and everybody realized that, that they needed to run the ball right. and try to uh, shorten the game and keep Dallas offensively off the field. And, and they were able to do that. And then with Dallas not scoring when they had the ball, then it allowed them to continue to run the ball. So I, I think a lot of teams come in against Dallas with that approach. But if, if Dallas is scoring touchdowns when they do get the ball, which is typically the case, Right. Then all of a sudden they just they take you right out of being able to run the football on your side of it offensively. So um, it just went about as well as it could have gone for Denver. And uh, you know it's a little bit of a wake up call for Dallas. And those games happen. And uh, I, I'm not alarmed by it in, in any way. And I think they'll bounce back and uh, have a good showing against Atlanta. Yeah, to take nothing away from Denver, like you said, those games happen to good teams, and I think that's the general feeling around here. But isn't it weird to watch it unfold, a good team where really nothing goes right? Dak is way off, but when he's accurate, the receivers drop it. Yeah. It's like it It's like it infects the whole team, both sides of the ball. Yeah, and I was, uh, you know, I was watching it from the booth there in Kansas City, and, and Dallas gets the ball, and they uh, they go for it on fourth down. They don't make it. The next time they get the ball, they move it pretty good, and they they, they don't come away with any points then. And you, you know you're not really all that concerned just because you know Denver hasn't been really that good. But 
then they score, and the next thing you know, you're hitting another pass, and all of a sudden you're down a couple scores, and it happens uh, pretty quickly. But even then, when it was so early in the game, I just expected, like we've seen so many times, that Dallas rallies and they uh, they make it a tight game, and oftentimes they they come back and then they wind up winning by a couple scores themselves. So, uh, yeah, there was there was not one thing like you said; it was just a lot of different things that happened. It just wasn't their day, and hats off to Denver. It's one thing when you play a defense and you just get overpowered, but did you have those games from the quarterback perspective of, man, these guys have scouted us well. It's like they know what we're going to run and whatever we're doing, they're they're one step ahead of us. Do you have those games where just for whatever reason someone's got you figured out? Yeah, absolutely. They're, usually they're within the division uh, nice. because those teams know each other so well, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's usually a few of those games each season, not necessarily to the extent that this was or that you lose the game. But, uh, you know, oftentimes, too, I was, I, I, where I thought you were going is as a quarterback when you're just not throwing the ball as straight as what you typically do or, you know, guys aren't catching the ball like they do. And those things those things happen as well. And I think that had as much to do with it uh as anything i mean i like i said i think Vic is is really good he's he game plans awfully well against these offenses he's one of the best to have ever done it as a defensive coach and i know when like i said when we talked to him a few weeks ago before our thursday night game he was uh you know it had, it had been a pretty tough it had been a pretty tough year for him up to that point and Vic's pretty, uh, he's pretty jovial typically when we talk with him, but uh, he wasn't much in the mood on that particular day. And, and so I know uh, this must have been a, a great win for him and one that was desperately needed for that program. What do you think of this Atlanta team that is next up for the Cowboys? Matt Ryan is still playing at a pretty high level. They're 4-4, four and four, kind of like Denver, maybe a little hard to figure out. What kind of team does Dallas see? Well, I, you know, the thing about it is, is they've got, um, like you said, I think when you, you've got Matt Ryan, who I, I've always felt was a little bit underrated in this league. And I think the biggest reason is that, you know, outside of the one year, he just hasn't, he hasn't had much of a presence in the postseason, and he's been a part of some bad teams, but I think he's a really good player. We saw last year when he came to town and what they were able to do. I think they've got good, good players at the skill position. Uh, so they're dangerous. I think anytime you get a veteran quarterback that's uh, that's won the way that Matt Ryan has and has seen so much that you can't take that for granted. And uh, I don't Thanks. think Dallas will just simply because, like I said, of what happened last year, and they were very fortunate to even come out of that one with a win. Okay, so America was looking forward to Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes. We didn't get to see that, but I'm sure you had a lot of people looking in just to – see what that game would look like without Aaron Rodgers and everything that led up to that. What a what a bizarre five or six days I've imagined getting ready for that game. Yeah, it's uh you know, it's it, well it was interesting getting ready for the Thursday night game that we had when they played Arizona because they were without three of their top four wide receivers and then they lost another one of their, their really good players in Robert Tunyon, the tight end. And so they for them to be able to win that game and the way that they did it with the last second interception to secure the victory. And then so now they go into Kansas City and now they've got their receivers back, but then they're without their Hall of Fame quarterback. And, and how is that going to play out? And I always thought last uh, summer when no one was real sure whether or not Aaron Rodgers would be back with the team, I, I thought that to me anyway – 
the way that it was shaken out, if they believed that Jordan Love was the franchise quarterback that they had drafted, then I think that was the perfect time to, to deal Aaron Rodgers and, and get as much for him as you could. And when they didn't do that, and then you just hear some of the conversation that comes out of the organization, you knew that there was some skepticism as to whether Jordan Love is that guy. And so he gets his opportunity to come out and play uh, as a starter, and there is a difference between starting your first game as a rookie as opposed to starting your first game uh, you know, midway through your second year. And it, you, you expect to see a lot more uh, from a second-year player. There's a lot that transpires during that amount of time and and he really struggled. And I think you go back to the the year that Favre was in town to play Dallas, and he got hurt late in the game, and they bring in Aaron Rodgers, who really had not played much at all, and he played great. And he rallied Green Bay, and, and they got within you know striking distance to win that game. And I know that in talking with a lot of people within the Packers, that was the game where they felt that they really had something in Aaron Rodgers. And it's why, after that season, they allowed Brett Favre to go. And uh, and then it was the Rodgers era, and we know what's happened. Whereas now, uh, I think they're all probably left scratching their heads. And, and that probably plays in pretty favorably then for Aaron Rodgers as far as what they're going to try to do to keep him this offseason uh, or whether they'll – you know, whatever it is they decide to do, but they'll, I would have to believe that the Packers are going to be a part of the sweepstakes. So yeah, it was, uh, it was tough. I felt bad for, uh, for Jordan Love. I never like to see these guys struggle the way that he did. Um, but it was, it was pretty poor. I, I don't think he was seeing the field particularly well, uh, wasn't throwing it real straight when he did see it. And, uh, and yet they were still within a score of winning that game and the defense for them is playing really well. And so it's a shame that a performance like that is lost in, in a, in a losing effort. Um, but I think for Packers fans, it's encouraging because they, I think they win that game if they have Rogers at quarterback and if the defense can continue to improve the way that they have really throughout the season, um, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be really tough once they get into the December, January and the postseason. And from the Chiefs' perspective, oh, I don't care about that, man. <laughs> Let me just fast forward. <laughs> I try to needle it through. All right, so basically, he's talking about Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Let me see if we can get some to, to the Cowboys conversational piece. Yeah, it's uh, you know everyone points to the turnovers and the penalties, and that's certainly a factor uh, when you're putting the ball on the ground. It's it's hard to score points, um, and it's hard to win games. And they've been able to win a couple the last couple of weeks and not play well at all uh, against, you know, Green Bay was an inferior team. Yeah, you're talking about the Chiefs. Let me see if I can fast forward. Appreciate you You know, the guy who brought that, I don't – Let me see if I can fast forward. They some of those mistakes, too, with putting the ball on the ground. And then, you know, obviously a lot of it uh, funnels right through Patrick Mahomes, and he has – I don't care about Patrick Mahomes. We're going to beat Patrick Mahomes when we face him. Teams have played them – coverage they the teams after the first year with Patrick Mahomes when yeah, you play I get Patrick Mahomes let me <laughs> Mahomes in the past ah, he, every time I keep stopping on my, my homes they'd get they'd complete the passes you know they had a lot of good things happen down the field when defenses were trying to take those things away and and this year they just haven't had those same kinds of plays and then this year a lot of the times it's it, they've resulted in interceptions. So whether or not, I mean, here we are. We keep you keep thinking it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs from the past, 
you know, we're eight, nine games down the road, and, and yet this is – Troy, how long are you going to talk about these Chiefs, man? Let me skip it all the way to the end. Is designed – you know, when they start losing play, they got so much speed. And when they start kind of losing that, and then the skill level becomes a little bit more balanced with some of the defenses they're facing, it'll be interesting to see how they hold up to that. Because so far – They've not. They, they've been so reliant on the big plays and them not getting that that it, you could tell that they just are a really frustrated offense uh, because it's just it, this is a stretch of games they've just not been through before. Yeah, it's probably both as far as personnel versus our teams catching up to them. But there is a lot of. Um, I mean, this is not the same team they had a couple of years ago up front and uh, even with some weapons that they don't have anymore. I mean, it's. I know it's a combo deal, but. It does come down to you only have that collection of players for so long, especially yeah. in, in, in the league now. No, 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 yeah, and then no. what teams are able to, to transition to the Kansas City Chiefs still got some weapons. I don't want to hear that. You know, and they made some reinforcements uh, on that front five as it relates to the offensive line. They still got Tyreek Hill. They still got Travis Kelsey. Uh, the running back situation always been running back by committee. They got their quarterback. They paid their quarterback. And on the defensive side of the corn, they had Chris Jones. They went and got some boys on the offseason for the first to help solidify their defense. Now, the cornerback always been suspect, but they still have the honey badger. Stop making excuses for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Shout out to 1310 the ticket. But let me see if I can fast forward to the end. I haven't heard the full interview, so. So I'm just trying to pick through and sipe through this thing. We didn't replace them, and then we weren't very good. Uh, and so those teams that are able to move through, and, and the, the key in all that, of course, is, is maintaining your franchise quarterback. And, and for those teams that are able to transition to the next group of players or receivers, the key guys that you're depending on is, has always been uh, impressive to me. But, yeah, there's – it becomes it becomes obviously harder. It becomes harder for Kansas City after the big contract that Mahomes got to be able to keep a lot of these guys. You got to you got to make some some hard decisions. Uh, I do think that they've brought in some talented guys some, that, that fit their mold uh, as far as speed guys that can that can do things. But to go back to your point, in the past, a lot of the concepts that they run within their routes. They're able to get away with because there are things that you just don't really see from week to week with any other teams, and the reason is because they're just so much faster than everybody else. When you got a guy like Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman and some of the others, and I think now defenses, to to your point, George, is that they they aren't as fooled by some of the concepts. They're more disciplined defensively when those things are being run. No doubt, no doubt that became a Kansas City Chiefs show, man. <laughs> Let me go all the way back. I literally fast forward. It's a thirty it's like a thirty minute interview, so y'all bear with me. <laughs> Teams are still running that, but not not quite to the the extent of the success that they once were. Um it, it comes back around and these guys start closing those things up. You and Joe get the Ravens and Dolphins ah. on Thursday. You mean to tell me that they talk a whole 15, 20 minutes about the Chiefs? It's really been the, the, the main one, and he's, he's still in the building. But I watched a play yesterday where <clears throat> there was an interception, uh, or no, some, uh, the, the offense for Minnesota made a big play. Runner went 60 yards or whatever. They had three defensive linemen, 300 pounds, that were sprinting full speed at 60 yards down the field. And they, they, had no, they were never going to catch this guy. They, they could have. That's uh, that's an interesting concept. 
it, 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 it's a good concept. I mean, that is that is what we're here to do. That's what so. I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. All right, as always, great stuff, Troy. Appreciate it. Have a great, uh, great game on Thursday night. All right, good shot. Good, good, good shout out to Troy Aikman on that particular episode, 1310, the ticket. I guess they was more concerned about the Kansas City Chiefs, the Minnesota Vikings, and and everything else. But uh, go to 1310theticket.com, click on podcast, and go all the way down, and you'll see Troy Aikman's interview. It's about 30 minutes, and and a, and a chunk of it, I guess, was uh, more so on the Kansas City Chiefs. But we'll play them. When we play them, a couple of weeks from here, right? Is it next game after this game? Y'all help me out. Uh, but we play the Kansas City Chiefs, and they are right around the corner. And when that time come around, we hope that those guys still talk about Pat Mahomes and 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 his lack of weapons that he got over there, uh, Cowboy Nation. Um, we're facing we're facing a team, the Atlanta Falcons. Let me see if I can pull up their information. Um, Hey Troy, are you still there? Let me let me move you right quick, brother. <laughs> Won't you move to the slide side right quick? Slide to the side. There you go. <laughs> All right. So the NFC South, Atlanta Falcons four and four. And let me get this out the way. I really appreciate each and every last one of you guys. Thirteen ten, you gone. All right. So uh, they are four and four. Points allowed, 220 points. That's a lot of points. They're 25th in the NFL. Points scored, they're 23rd. So, you know, they, they are not putting up a lot of money on the board. And the overall ranking is 22nd. Offense is 18th. Defense is 28th. Special team is 23rd. Now, we do know that stats can be for losers. If you fall in love with the stats, they do not win you games. It's a any given Sunday. And case in point, uh, the Atlanta Falcons just beat the Saints. The Saints, the previous week, just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? So it's a any given Sunday. Anytime somebody can catch one, it is a situation. I appreciate you, Erica. That is just how this goes, Cowboy Nation. That is just how this goes. There's no way around it. And on top of that, Cowboy Nation, when you think about it, this is the exact same test we had last week. A team that just won a game, 500, that tried to tell themselves and tell everybody that's watching that if we can just get one more win, we'll be above 500. And if we can strike early and often and put some things behind you know, us, what, what we did in the past, then lo and behold, we can come out victorious. So what the Cowboys got to do is they got to figure this thing out. Appreciate you so much for the donation there. Let the AI speak. Yo, la much love. Watch the Charles in Charge Cowboys Sports Report. Help get me out there. I have great content. Appreciate you. Um, my only advice will be post daily and uh, don't, don't worry about getting the fancy dancy equipment. Just post daily and continue to post. And eventually you will look up and then lo and behold, you will have a multitude of people. And that's all we got is our opinions. That's all we got at the end of the day. We don't control the outcome of the game. I tell everybody who does content creations, 
They want to make sure that they have the best quality of sound, light, and everything. No, 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 no. I started just off with a cell phone. <laughs> Eventually they will come. And uh, that's how it goes. But I really appreciate you, uh, Charles, in charge of the Cowboys Sports Report. Would you guys bear with me for a few seconds? I got a person at my door. So bear with me for a few seconds. Yeah, uh, just, just bear with me while I get this. Mic check, mic check, two, three, four. Appreciate you guys for patience. Appreciate you guys for patience. Really, really, really do, really do, really do, really do, really do. I, I, I would tell the people, man, I always build a play while it's in the air, and, and I have another person who got company over, and I have another person coming over to fix something. You know, that's just how it goes, but I really appreciate you guys so much. All right, so where was I? Where was I? Appreciate you guys, man. Really do. Um, Lake 455 says, what's gravy law? What's good with you? Them boys on a mission. Yeah, Harold. Yeah, we on a mission. Uh, should we bring back Dez Bryant? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Dez is done, baby. You know, uh, and it's, it's, it's a whole nother area of a situation, the reason why he's done. It has nothing to do with his skill set. 
Holmes can't help himself when it comes to a big play. This is from Jennifer. Appreciate you. Ninja says uh, Mahomes has always been that dude that had poor decision-making. It's just his raw talent made up for it. And along, yeah, along with his skilled players. Yeah, I agree. Uh, appreciate everybody. Appreciate everybody. All right, so I'm back. Let's listen to the playmaker. Appreciate those who stood. Thank those who stayed and thank those man, who Man, I'm continued. doing okay, man. I noticed this morning when I got the phone call, it, it just sounds different. It was so funny because a couple of weeks ago in Arizona, I, I was out there and I was like, man, it's so amazing how the whole city latches on to the football team and what's ever going on that week in the, with the football team is what goes on with the city. And I don't know. That phone call today just sounded different than it sounded last week. When you called me, when they said, are you ready for Sean and RJ? Last week and the week before that, it had a different excitement to it. This week it was like, you ready for RJ and Sean? I was like, well, I guess I am. I, don't know. I guess I am now. You know I guess I am. You know, it's amazing, man. I just, I just hope, as we talk about on shows, that that was the anomaly, yeah. and it doesn't become the norm. Well, how many of these losses, I bet I could go back to y'all's dominant years and find like a, a crazy game every every year that resulted in a loss. How many of these did you have? Well, you know, it was funny, man, and, and I hope it's not happening, but I swear to you, if you go back and look at those years, the one thing I've always recognized, too, is this junk always happened in pairs. You go back, you'll see we lose one game, and we sit up, then we'll lose two, two in a row. Then we'll snap out and go on a run. And I was thinking about that. Never brought it up because I hope that's not what we're doing here. Yeah. I hope that was just a one-timer. But, but, yeah, but we had those moments. And I'm going to tell you something, too. It was like no matter how much you try to tr- you kind of tried to direct yourself to ra- around it, it still happened. I used to be so frustrated because we would talk about it. Like, let's not get caught up in this trap mm. game. Let's not let this team beat you. And I remember saying to Coach Johnson, man, we had a great week of price. It won't happen this time. I got you. We, I promise it won't happen. And we go in there and lose that game. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. We knew it was going to happen. Jimmy warned us about it happening. And it's still happening. That, that's, how, that's how hard it is. And I, I told, Jimmy used to start pressing on people. We came off a win. Like, coming off that Green Bay win – which with Jason Garrett, everybody felt good. Instead of Jimmy allowing that to rise, he started pressing, yeah. pressing. Because he said whenever we started feeling too good, people would ultimately, just human nature, start pulling back a little bit. So that's why it was his right. That's why he felt like he needed to press it. Look, 93, you were right about the pairs. 93 to start off, 0-2. That was the Emmett uh, absence. And then you all lost middle of the season uh, to Atlanta and Miami. And then that was back-to-back. And then 95, uh, back-to-back there to Washington and Philadelphia. So it was kind of, you know, it came in pairs for you all. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying, dog. I was like, what? How? How does that happen? I mean, we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. These teams don't supposed to beat us, but it happened, and it happened in pairs. Because sometimes, even once it happens, it takes a moment to recorrect, correct it. You know what I mean? So, so hopefully, 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 they're fixing it better, or, or, or they're managing it better. So you you were talking about you know when 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 that would happen and you know you would even say hey we had a good week of practice and and you still would lose sometimes the Cowboys have talked about having back to back bad weeks of practice yeah is that 
just not handling success well, or is this normal over the course of a year where you're just going to have a little bit of focus lost at some point during those dog days? No, no, no. You get, you get, it, it can be normal, but you're trying to get it away from normal. This is a long season, and it's right around we're, we're, we're up on mid, mid, mid-year. Mid-year. And I'm telling you, man, it's strange how this thing goes in, in these ups and down pairings like that. It, 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 it always, you come around mid-time of the year, and, and there's just a little tendency right. to kind of exhale and lack up, slack up just a little bit. Then, then you start pressing. And then we'll come into those last four or five games, and Jimmy would always be pushing, saying, right now, we're close enough to our dream. We got the last four or five weeks here. And that's when he used to come up with the famous, for what for the work we put in and what we want ahead of us, we all should be able to hang by a tree, by our holders for the next four weeks and get this done. You know, I mean, he literally, those exact words he used to use, but he didn't say cojonahonas. You know what I mean? What was that word? Cojonahonas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He used, you know, the yeah, word. Oh, yeah. He wanted you to know we're too close now. We don't. We got past that low season. We're on the stretch run, and we want to stretch everything out. If you know what I mean. Shout out to you, Jay Paul. Shout out to you, Delando. Playmaker Show. Michael Irvin here on the fan. All right, give me one thing though from the game that had you kind of second guessing the team. Uh, for me, it's the run defense. I, I also didn't like the physicality. I thought, you know, Denver just kicked their ass with a lot of extra yardage after first contact. So I'm a little bit worried about the run D. A little concerned about Diggs as my shutdown number one. What was it for you? Well, it, it, whenever you're able to run the ball like that, it, it, it's going to be problematic. Yeah. Because it's not just yards gained. Is self loss. Right, right. It's so funny, man. I told you, I, I may have told you guys this. It, 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 I'll explain what I mean by that. But I think I may have told you guys this. Like, uh, like when Bill Walsh said to these people, listen, it's amazing how defenses read things. If they, they'll take a four yard pass and say they were successful. Yeah. But uh, on first down, but a four yard run, come on, guys, we got to tighten up. We can't. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you know why they do that? Because a four yard pass, they say, oh, you went through all of that risk just to get four yards. There were so many things that could have gone wrong in the past. Yeah. You went through all that to get four yards, no problem. And when I thought about what Bill said, I said, this is brilliant. But, 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 but if you get four yards on a run because, mm. you know, there's less risk in the run play, then, then that, 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 that's, 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 that's a problem for defenses. So whenever you see a team running like they were running on us, that's a bad issue. Yeah. Because it's not just that they're getting the yards and maybe getting the points. They're taking away manhood from your team, and yeah. that's what you saw. And that's always – that's been the concern. Our defense – let's be real, guys. Let's be real. When I was saying it was championship defense, I, I wasn't saying it was championship defense because it was shutting people out. I was saying it because they were getting turnovers. People – they were getting many yards. They were going up and down the field, but we were just getting those turnovers. Now, just Minnesota, we didn't get any turnovers, and you thought, wow. Now this defense is coming around the corner. Didn't get any turnovers and, and, and still played tough. Still did what they needed to do. We still got that win. Mm. But now, once you if, if you let teams run on you, that, that's just not good. And we got to figure something out like that. But we need our offense to help us. See, that's what missed us last week. We didn't have the offense. We know we're not going to be great against the run. We need Dak to help us with the run game. 
We need Dak to put some points up to try to make that other offense one-dimensional. And then, and then it'll be strategic, it'll be intelligent, it'll be brilliant when Trey Diggs, when Trayvon Diggs, take his educated guesses and jump mm. around because he knows you're trying to catch up. We got to play harmonized football. You need offense to be helping on that defense. All right. We, I want to go around the rest of the league with you because there's a lot of other headlines out there. What, what is up with Odell? Give me your wide receiver breakdown. <laughs> uh, oh, what, what has gone wrong Odell? with him? Is he still the same athlete? And can he be a major difference maker for whoever gets him next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Odell can definitely be a major difference maker. Difference maker. Now, now, what, what, what I'm confused about though is it's the fancy who came from Minnesota, who came from Minnesota. And in Minnesota, they fed both wide receivers, whether it was Diggs and Thielen or Thielen and Jefferson. So now why all of a sudden you can't feed some wide receivers? They ran the ball pretty well in Minnesota now. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why. Why, 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 why is it? Now, is that more Baker? Then it is your system. See, and that that's the one that I'm I'm still I'm still crawling on right there. I just don't know why Odell can't fit in that system. I don't Odell still has he's still a talent. Still a talent. You put him with the right people, he's still a talent. Now I I mean with the right people, I mean the right <laughs> coordinator and the right quarterback that, that that knows how to work him and get him the ball. Yes, he's he's still he's still a big talent in this league. Mike, take it wherever you want on this one. What is what, what, what the taunting call on Cassius Marsh and, and basically the state of taunting in the NFL and that call, yeah. or 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 Aaron Rodgers and what's going on with him with the COVID? I, again, I said the COVID now too. Uh, you can't I'm calling that. it right, the, co- the COVID. What, 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 are you making it what, what, what the COVID? Making it like a making it a, a, a noun? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a highway in LA. Yeah, Jerry always five, says the, the COVID, the COVID, <laughs> the COVID. Oh, COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds it sounds it sounds even more scary. Yeah, it does, sounds <laughs> ominous. The COVID, <laughs> the fly, the fog. It's so, a horror movie. I was just thinking the fog. The playmaker. The playmaker. Right. right. <laughs> and, and, and you know, fog ain't never been scared. Fog ain't never been scared. Yeah. But when you put Z in front of it, Z fog. Oh my god. That's a whole different scare. You know, that's a whole different scare. But yeah, when, when you put that Z on, that that's funny. But, but let's go to first of all, Tony. Thing, it, it, it is a joke. So. We, we were talking about that on Inside the NFL last night. You know, Bill was talking about some pet peeves of his. It's when the ball goes over, ball goes over the receiver head, and the DB saying, "No good, incomplete, incomplete." Like he did something that was just a bad throw, buddy. You didn't do anything to stop that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't like you covered me. So stop hollering, "No good, no good." Like you know, stop it. But 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 some the reason I don't like it is because you can't delineate, you can't determine. You can't differentiate. Did he do it to put one down or to raise himself up? Mm. See, see, the excitement is not always just being condescending towards another player. Yeah. I have to do what I have to do to raise me up, too. And I play an intense football game. So if I catch a pass on third and nine, you know, it's a big nah. pass, I take a big hit, I snatch it in with one finger, and I get up a first down. 
right there and you happen to be close to me, I wasn't doing that to you. I'm raising me up. And so you can't <laughs> determine that. And that's where that becomes a problem. Now, this Aaron Rodgers thing, what Aaron Rodgers is saying now, I should have just said the first time. Yes. Just said the first time. Yes. You know, now he's all, you know what? I thought I was smarter than everybody else, and I thought I can trick y'all and mess with y'all and everything, but I see y'all caught me. I got to be careful with that. I, but now on, I'm not going to. I'm not going to even address this. You should have said that the first time. Yes. I, you yeah. know, guys, I, I, I don't want to address that. I'm going to keep that private. Nobody, we wouldn't have gone through any of this. Yep. None of right. that would have happened. Yep. No, that's all you had to say. Right. But you wanted to out-slick people, out-smart people, <laughs> yeah. tell people one more time. And if I hear one more damn time, I'm going to go crazy. I'm a critical thinker. <laughs> Let somebody else say that. Let somebody else say that about me. <laughs> that was good right there. I am a critical thinker. Hey, hey, we know that you're a huge MMA UFC fan. Were you or are you ever a WWE or wrestling fan? Man, uh, you know what? Because you're the <laughs> second biggest guest this hour we had on The Undertaker. Did y'all see that fight on the, uh, Saturday night? Oh, my God, the fight was insane. That was awesome. It was so good. I was so uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't care about that, though. But, yeah, shout out to the playmaker, man. Yeah, 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 Cowboy Nation. So, <laughs> got dog. Them boys crazy, man. And then, uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, shout out to Jay Farm, man. He's updating everybody, man, that's going on in practice. He said that Dak Prescott held a uh, players-only uh, meeting, and uh, he addressed the uh, loss, and he put it all on his shoulders. That's what leaders supposed to do, you know. Uh, and, and that is what we got with this particular organization. Uh, uh, like I lamented before, they did wholesale changes of moving the right tackle to left tackle. I got a chance to talk to Duke Mannyweather, and he was talking about his reservations about uh, Lyle Collins and as well as with Terrence Steele playing at that left tackle all of a sudden. And it's going to take, he said, it's going to take literally a couple of weeks, not a couple of days for that muscle memory and all of that stuff to get right with Terrence Steele. And lo and behold, Tamron still gives up 11 pressures. Pressure bus what, Cowboy Nation? Can you post it in the comment box? Pressure bus what? <laughs> and um, just, just to give you guys a quick study, he gives up 11 pressures in one game. All of the games that he played, and I'm talking about Tamron Steele, he only gave up six pressures in all of the games that he played at right tackle. Oh, let me give you guys some more things to chew on. Uh, your boy in this last game, Lyle Collins, he gives up six pressures in one game <laughs> at right tackle. And all it takes is for you guys to do is pull up the film and look at the All-22, and you will see that that was a real, real bad situation. And, and th these are not excuses, Cowboy Nation. Th these are not me giving excuses for Rain Dakota Prescott. But it also is also me giving you guys this right here, substance that you can pull from. Dak Prescott didn't throw that ball to those boys in three weeks. <laughs> That's a long time. And in the week that he came back on, C.D. Lamb, he rolled his ankle to the day one, okay? 
Oh, Amari Cooper, he was battling that hamstring. And we got Jay Form, man, the insider of the insider. Jay Form, let me know. Is, is Amari Cooper okay? You know, I'm waiting on you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and let me know. Uh, and we can see. We can see some of the uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. They are at practice right now. Let, let, let's look into that. You know, you see them uh, over here. You can see that with your natural eyes. And shout out to Cowboys experience. Uh, as you guys look below here, you can see that they, they, they are practicing right now. And, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, the knee looks okay. Contusions pretty much. Uh, you just have to give it a little rest. And uh, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott may just be in tip-top shape for this weekend. Not to count him out or anything. But Dak Prescott, as you can see, uh, he, he's high knee, low back. So he's working and stretching out that calf muscle there. So those are things that we have to pay strong and close attention to. The the, the, the actual practices and what they're doing to make sure that everybody is on the same page. Uh, William Harris says, Law, why is Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth down so early and often besides just taking the points, especially when you got to fill, when you got to fill out the opponents on the opposing side? Uh, it's a little this. <clears throat> Hear me out, Cowboy Nation. Don't crucify me and don't shank me with the butter knife. <laughs> Here's the situation. We've been watching this team for 10 years and no shade at Jason Garrett playing it safe and close to the vest. There's nothing wrong with that. What this guy is doing, Mike McCarthy, he's using the analytics and he's playing a little edgy. You know, he's playing it whereas the news flash may be that he don't trust his kicker, Greg the leg. <laughs> he don't trust him. So on one end, you can empower your offense, right? That letting you know that, hey, if it's fourth and one, we inside, hey, I trust my number one offense to get that one yard. And he had it. Dak Prescott lost the ball as he was trying to throw it to Cedric Wilson. On the flip side, it's a two-fold situation. He also, in return, said that he trusts. He absolutely trusts his defense to stop the opposition. But if you don't get it, if you don't score, if you don't make the – First down, it gives all the power back to the defense. Well, back to the uh, opposing team, the opposition. And, of course, to the defense because now they rallied up and said, hey, we stopped the number one offense from getting a yard. So there goes to show you that all of those things, all of those things, uh, drops, drops, law drops were bad. Yeah, yeah, Coach Marv, you're right. Those drops were bad. And my only, my only thought to that, because wide receivers are more of a concentration type of game. That's why sometimes you see wide receivers juggling the tennis balls on the sideline so they can get comfortable making the necessary catch and making sure that their muscle memories are there as it relates to catching the ball at an awkward spot. We've seen it during training camp. I got film footages of it. They do that. They do the also they do the, um, um, the, the catch drill or what have you. And when you haven't practiced all that week, and you're cold, and you're out there in live action, yeah, you, you, your mechanics are off. Hey, and that's just how it goes. We want to win every game. Trust me. I want to. I hate losing. It's in the words of hate. I hate losing. Literally. But that's just the facts of life. You're going to lose some, you're going to win some, baby. Uh, Law, what's up with our run, D? This is from Booker. 
Here, here's the situation with run defense. We don't have a Haloti Nadi. We don't have a big Maybang, right? We don't have that big boy like a, a, a Saragusa. You know, we don't have that I'm pushing big body, can't stop me for the 9-8. I got to sell a million. We don't have that big boy inside. Of course, well, Quentin is going to take him a whole another year. And Justin Hamilton, we just elevated him from the practice squad, and he was trying his best. He was trying his darndest. The way we capitalize off our run defense, believe it or not, like Ripley's. Yeah, like that, Ripley's is our offense. We force teams to get out of that run when we put the pressure on them. When we score quickly, the opposition saying, dog, we can't do that slow football stuff. We can't take up. 10 to 15-minute drives. Well, that's a long drive, but you get what I'm saying. Four to maybe six-minute drives because when the Cowboys get the ball, they scoring. But the Cowboys, you live by the three, you die by the three. You've seen teams, Golden State, when they was on their run or what have you with Steph Curry, there were some games that they couldn't hit water if they fell out the boat. They couldn't hit a three at all. Couldn't sink it. <laughs> Clay couldn't hit one. Steph couldn't hit one. Even when they had the Durant, you know, he couldn't hit one. But when they fire, when they hitting, shoot, it's good night, Irene. Don't let them get up. And that is the philosophy of the Cowboys, unfortunately. Now, for us to do some wholesale changes, uh, when we look at it, let's let's just look at it from a, a a vantage point of the outside looking in, just from the raw numbers, right? The numerals here. Uh, the Cowboys record six and two points allowed, one hundred and ninety two. That put us in thirteenth. That that's really not that bad. Points scored two hundred and forty one. That put us at sixth ranked. And you got to keep in mind, you got to equate the fact that we did had the bye week. A third of the NFL have not had their bye week yet, so. Uh, that's why you see that number off, but it will balance its way out. Now, when you look at it and contextualize the offense, we are still number one. I mean, what what you want, a cookie for that? You want a trophy to fall out of the sky? You know, uh, it is what it is. Get that trophy out the way. We don't care about that. Third overall and total team stuff, yeah, that's good. 21st in defense, and then you look over here, Cowboy Nation, you see our special teams. We improved on our special teams. At one point of time, we was ranked 28th. You guys remember I was doing the video and said 29th, 28th. We seen where we was ranked 25th, and then we got down to 18th. Then we jumped back to 25th, and now we are at the 11th. That's improvement. You know, we blocked the punt kick. <laughs> we just got to know not to touch it next time, right? Those are areas where you can say this team is improving in every single category. Now, defense. What did we all ask for? We asked for this defense to be right around 13, 14, 15-ish, right? In order for this defense to just improve, this, this is just, just us looking at it from the raw aspect of it. Stand got my hand, the raw aspect of it. If this defense can get down to 12, 13, baby, baby, you know that overall would be number one. So the best defense 
believe it or not, is our offense. Dak Prescott playing with efficiency, understanding where to go with the ball. Sometimes you don't have to take the chunk plays, take the underneath plays. And Dak Prescott, was he pressing a little bit? Yeah. I'm not going to tell him to lean forward or nothing like that. But he was off. And that's why Jay Form lamented, hey, Dak Prescott know what happened. So that's why he called players only meeting and said, okay, I'm going to put it all on the table. It was on me, baby. <laughs> Not you, but it was on me. And I'm going to get you guys back. Money out the you-know-what. <laughs> that, that YouTube name. I can't believe they let you do it. Uh, he says, hey, Law, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. Uh, uh, Coach Marv says uh, the middle is fine, Law. They played well. The edge played very bad. Um Edge, you got to set containment and these sorts of things. Yeah. But I can tell you, the middle played pretty good because of the fact that we got Osa, man. He he plays through the echoes of the world. So Carlos Watkins, he's no one to sneeze at this year. He's been having a hell of a year so far as it relates to what our expectations were of him. He stepped up to the gauntlet. You know, he stepped up and said, hey, I'm ready to eat, even in the absence of Brandon Urban. So, our edge, setting the edge. We all know. Everybody, mama, uncle, cousin, Tupac, and Biggie know that Randy Gregory, he's not the best run, plug, stopper, setting the edge. He is a bend the shoulder, get around, defeat his man, play through the echoes of the whistle, got those long arms that can get to the quarterback. He's that guy, right? And juxtaposed to the other guy on the opposite side, uh, ghosting and those boys bash him. Come on. Ghosting right now is getting some unbelievable reps. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because right now he's supposed to be going through that development stage, but right now he's thrown into the fire, and we see some of that leakage of just lack of experience. And he's never been the fastest guy out there, right? Oh, and let me sprinkle in what Basham is doing. Basham, believe it or not, got 13 pressures, but he is that guy, close but no cigar guy. We wanted Basham to be a rotational situation, to come in, to give DeMarcus Lawrence a spell. So what we're saying collectively, Cowboy Nation, and I'm only speaking like this because I'm passionate, you know, I'm not yelling, you know, I'm just explaining and I'm not complaining. What we're saying is that these are the guys, our leftover guys, are thrown into the fire getting more and more opportunities to play when they shouldn't get the opportunity to play, right? But they get the opportunity to play. And any time you have your defense out there for north, north of 30 to 40 minutes, you're going to see their exposure. And I'm not saying that, that the Denver Broncos exposed the Cowboys or gave the blueprint out there because not many teams are going to be able to be that efficient with the T.O.P., and if you don't know what that is, that's time of possession. Yeah. Uh, and time of possession. See, the Atlanta Falcons can say, yeah, dog, what we going to do? We're going we gonna to do the Denver Bronco plan. We're going to pray and hope that the wide receivers drop the ball. We're going to pray and hope that they also, if, if a punt block happened, Nashawn Wright hit the ball again, you know, Oh, and we want the Cowboys to continue to, to to have Dak Prescott to throw the ball over the head of all of his receivers, right? 
even when they open. That's not going to happen every week. That's not going to happen every week. That's not going to happen every week. And if it do, I, I, I would eat a boatload. I have two crows on the screen. You know, I, I eat both of the crows. And, and, and I grab, I'll start from the feet all the way to the beak. I'll I eat that crow. <laughs> uh, the defense need to play better. This is Sean King. Well, the defense don't need to be out there on the field for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. No, 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 no. You get, you get exposed that way, you know, especially from the temperaments and the style of defense that we are playing. Uh, when you're playing a lot of man, that's a lot of running. And then when you have zone principles and you have the underneath, you got to have your big boys to gobble up, you know. So we'll see, Cowboy Nation. Uh, Laws, appreciate you. Jessica, thank you for jumping in. Cowboys coming in and winning, and they're going to be 7-2 coming locked. Yeah, lock all the way in. Yeah, yeah, 7-2 coming. We're going to be locked in, yeah. Yeah, Coach Marv, you asked, are, are we going to do any call-ins? Well, this, this this is a midday sports show. Um, normally, I don't have the call-ins on the midday show. So um, if I can get uh, some free time a little later on today, we, we will uh, try to do the, the call-ins for everyone to spit their mind. Uh, Randy wasn't the problem. 59 had a bad run game, bashing bad run all day. Well, well we're speaking from a collective, uh, Coach Marv, and I feel what you're saying, but – uh, Randy, collectively, you run at him. You run at him. He he's he's good. Randy Gregory. I'm not throwing any salt at him, but he's no Demarcus Lawrence against the run. You know, and Demarcus is one of those top dogs. You know, a matter of fact, let me get him. I can't wait for him to get out there. Whoa! Oh, shout out to you, KD. Yeah, Natasha, love the show. Appreciate you all the way. Uh, uh, let me see if there's any other news out here as it relates to the um, the training and the practicing uh, that we need to know of. Uh, Cowboys, uh, let's see. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott knee. He will have a Veterans Wednesday limited in practice. All right, Cowboys Michael Gallup to return from calf strain. Uh, he just want to win. And let me see what else they have. Brett Meyer and Lyram. Uh, uh, pretty much on Wednesday, they, they are out there at the field. These are just reports that I'm reading. And uh, Greg Zerlai, what they're expecting since he fully, you know, whatever that thing is, I'm not going to say it over the airways. Since he's fully, fully, uh, all he had to do is have two positive tests, well, two negative tests, and he will be able to play. Uh, my thing is, they got to be careful with that, you know. Shoot, make sure he can. Make sure he can move around because dude can barely make a kick when he's fully healthy, you know. <laughs> Not when he's coming off of a semi, you know, sniffles or whatever you want to call it, you know. What do y'all feel, though? How do y'all feel? Do y'all want Brett Maher, Lyram, you know, or the um, Kyle Forbath? What do you guys want? What do you guys want? All right, uh, breaking news. Uh, Cedric Wilson mispracticed today due to a chest strain. <laughs> I don't know what that one is all about. His chest was hurting. That was news uh, done for one of my guys, my insider guy. So he said that Cedric Wilson mispracticed today. So he's out. Look, I, right before we were going to listen to uh, Dan Bailey, he done, dog. Dan Bailey. <laughs> But I appreciate you. 
appreciate you on Dan the man. Dan used to be the man, but Dan the man, he's out. So um, Van Der Esch, he had his best game last game. Uh, he scored uh, his highest grades, uh, 91 or 92 PFF grade, and he had 12 total tackles, 10 solos. Uh, so, so Van Der Esch had his better game. Uh, but it, to me personally, I, I saw him a little late to arrivals on some of those tackles, and it was kind of like the quasi, hey, the guy's already down the field, and now you're making the plays. Hey, I like for Leighton Van Der Esch to come down inside to feel a little bit better, trust his instinct, and blow up some plays and shoot through the gaps, and even if it's B or A gap. But sometimes Van Der, he allows the pressure or he allows the opposition, that's a better way to say it, to come to him before he greets them. And that's just from my observation, you know. But but he did have a hell of a game. Let me pull up his stuff right quick for for those who, who want to look at his score so far. Uh, Vander Esch, where you at? Vander Esch, there you go. Leighton Vander Esch. Uh-huh. Pass rush, 68. Uh, overall 56 um let me see and if i think we can go to on a per game basis yep yep so he was a 91 in his previous game um let me see if i can help you guys out yeah 91 so there goes to show you that you know he was better he was better in the past i mean he was better this game and uh, this was his best game best game all overall all together all right, so let me go back here and um, PFF. Y'all bear with me while I do that. And, and of course, that's Ezekiel Elliott. Y'all, y'all already know how they go. Uh, Vander Esch. And we go right here. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. Um, just for jokes, just for jokes. Let's do this. Let's play. Good old Jerry Wayne. Every week, win or lose for the Cowboys, we get the owner and general manager of the team on the line with us. And at some point, I don't we think he's going to call in this Jerry, morning. Yeah, maybe he's not going to call in this morning. <laughs> he's too mad. Maybe he's just too upset to call in this morning. No, I believe we have him now. It's the owner and GM. We say good morning to Jerry Jones. How about them Broncos? Yeah, <laughs> right. Man. Oh, and it had to happen to a pyramid, didn't it? That hundredth game at my beautiful Death Star. And we yep. get kicked harder than a farm dog humping a purebred. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nobody saw that coming. What happened to your team? I don't know. I just don't know. I'm at a loss. I, it was such an embarrassment. Yeah. An embarrassment. And the that former president was there, too. happened at Mile High City. <laughs> By Mile High City, I mean Denver, not Randy Gregory's apartment. Why couldn't it have happened up there? It had to happen. Every week. <laughs> I haven't been through that much pain in our stadium since Gene's money laundering art was first installed. <laughs> oh, that's what that yeah. is. Well, at least we have an explanation. I was in such a bad mood, I couldn't even drink myself into a Johnny Walker blue coma like I normally would. <laughs> Just too depressed. Yeah, that was rough. I'm embarrassed. I can't show my new face in public. I had a new one installed off season. But uh but hopefully maybe that maybe this afternoon I'll get a fresh crop of restroom strippers to ease my pain. That's my version. Oh, we <laughs> we are, we're on the air, Jerry. We're on the air, Jerry. Well one thing's for sure. 
listen closely. Okay. Dak Prescott, the Cowboy quarterback, needs to fire Dak Prescott, the Cowboys pass thrower. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one game. Come on. I'm going to tell Mike McCarthy today that we need to bench Dak again and get that Cooper Rush ready, make another start next Boy, week. That you got a pretty good a backup, don't you? He is just a winner. That's all he does is know how to win. He's played <laughs> one game. Hey, speaking of Mike McCarthy, yeah, what is he doing with Dak and Zeke out there when the game's all but over? Yeah, good question. That's a really good question. I swear, sometimes I think Mike is about as dumb as Wade. (laughs) (laughs) And to put that in perspective, I used to sometimes think Wade was as dumb as Chan. So that's real dumb. (laughs) I've had a whole whole lot of hand-selected dumb coach this team over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since Jimmy Jump Up, huh? Yeah, well, Jimmy Jump Up, now he's a genius. Right. Did you know that he studied psychology in yes. college? Yeah, yes, we heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> Those were some bad Wade Chan flashbacks yesterday. <laughs> so disappointed in Mike McCarthy. And he told me all week that we were going to be ready for this game. But clearly, he's a bigger liar than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> we had that stripe on our helmet. Do you see that? Yeah, the yeah. red stripe. Do you think that looked pretty good? Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> Red stripe on our helmet. That was a throwback to 1976, and we yeah. had an on-field performance. It was a throwback to Jason Garrett, 2013. <laughs> Just somewhere in there when Jason somewhere was the coach. <laughs> Stephen tried to come up and kiss me after the game because he was so used to the rhythms of us always kissing after a football game. <laughs> of course, I had to slap him back down into a seat. Right. We don't do that after a loss. <laughs> yeah, what happens in the suite after a loss? Everyone just stone quiet quiet up there? Jerry? Jerry? <laughs> Jerry? You just reminded me of the loss. Yes, oh, oh, uh, you brought it down. That's what we did. Sorry. We get stone quiet after a loss. <laughs> well, at least we have Cooper Rush on the roster. That's what I'm comforting myself yeah. with right now. <laughs> that's not that's not the answer, I don't think. Yeah, that is the answer. It was the answer last week. I sure as hell tell you, Dak Prescott wasn't the answer. This is yes last night. Wasn't <laughs> that's just one game. You'll be okay. All right. Who we got next? Atlanta. You said that weird. <laughs> I was trying to talk like you. Yeah, you pronounce it like you're from Arkansas. You're not from Arkansas. <laughs> All right, Atlanta. So we can beat them Falcons. Yes. Can you guys give me any GM pointers to how to GM this team into a victory? Uh, I think it's pretty much up to the players and coaches, not you. Oh, then we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> then we're screwed. But. Anyway, I got to get going now. Jerry Jr.'s got a little party. He's doing having a bounce house party. Uh-oh, another bounce house. <laughs> He's very excited. Of course, Gene made me hire all these bounce houses. They're strewn all over our front lawn right now. Going to kill every blade of grass I got going. <laughs> Isn't Jerry Jr. 55? And I just resodded the thing, too. It took me hours and hours out there. You do your own lawn work? Of course. Of course. I got to save money somewhere to pay for that money laundering art. Can't get those boys to do it. <laughs> you can't get them to do a damn thing. All Stephen does is eat the entire end cap of Little Debbie's that he sees at the grocery store <laughs> oh i got a bingo a congratulations <laughs> thank you good morning to you. see ya there goes fake jerry 
Eric Bischoff's NW. <laughs> oh, man, shout out to 1310 and Ticket, man. I just thought I could play that to give you guys a little laughter at the end. Uh, Cowboy Nation, we play against the Atlanta Falcons, and we got to make sure. We got to make sure we got our good thinking hat on as well as our mind together, Cowboy Nation. We do, and it will happen. We just got to refocus and realign everything. Um, write this down, Cowboy Nation. Just write it down. If you have not already, put this in the heart and mind of your soul and sinew. It's about opportunities. It's about the grind. It's about what champions do. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. If all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all of the things tardy and cheap for it, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, and lose all terror of God or man for it, if you will simply Oh, just simply go after the thing you want with all of your capacity, strength, and sarcasm. With faith, hope, and confidence, it's stern pertinacity. If neither cold, probably famish or fame, or sickness of body or brain can turn you away from the very much thing that you want for. Just like Stephen White says, show me some hard work like Dwayne White putting the fires in the chat. Shout out to Chris Davis over there. Yeah, John Sullivan with the fire emojis. All of those guys get it. Shout out to you. Paul, Trayvon Diggs. I see you saying it with the Diggs lock in. Yo, I see y'all out there in the chat in the lobby area. You gotta stay focused. You gotta realign your mind. You know the difference between a laser and a light bulb? They both beams of light. One is just more focused, right? So you gotta lock in, Cowboy Nation. You gotta climb up out of the hole. We gotta make sure that we can make the impact and be out there at the star, right? Or in Arlington. Come on out to Cowboys Experience this weekend. If Dog and the Grandman proceed and beset it with the help of Almighty Cowboy Nation. We will get it. Let's go. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go. Lock in, True Blue 65. Chock tall. I see you, fam. Let's grind. Let's go. Turn me up. Yeah. Nowadays, nothing really is nice. Right. Only one of me and nobody's hey, Clayton, and I see you, baby. Nice. I got don't sit. Look, 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 look. If y'all don't hear anything else, listen to this person right here. Don't sell your tickets. No, don't do that. No, no, no. Don't sell them. Now, you can buy them. <laughs> Call today, Cowboys Experience. But don't sell them. No, I want us to be out there locked, loaded, and ready. I know we like to wine and chase. <laughs> we bougie over here in Dallas, but we need to make some noise, baby. Turn me up. Yo. Come on. Yo. Sound the alarm, baby. I got you. Yo. 
Yo. If it's your birthday this month, happy birthday to you. Like, subscribe. Let's go. Yeah. Law. Nation. Come on. Shout out to you, Sheila Neal. Appreciate you. Come on. Shout out to y'all who stayed through in my own lane to the end. I would never sell my only soul. Never heard your whole team was for sale. Not all. Come on. Who the realest we might never know. It's long. Y'all know it. Stop playing around with it. Shout out to you, Erica. Oh. Come on. Need some milk. Come on. Where that milk at? He needs some milk. Hey. Yo. Come on. Y'all hit that subscribe button, slap it. Shout out to y'all. Hey. Come on. Up a check, I might do it again. Might do it again, baby. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all this right quick. Let me say this. If you have not checked out this website, Cowboys Experience, and you still here. I'm in NC this week, but I Johnny. want to hear Cowboy Nation at AT&T this Sunday. Oh, yeah. So, hey, I can't wait to see you, man. Oh, my goodness. Johnny. Boom. Hey, uh, if y'all have not checked that website out and you hear, you know, this is the website, an unforgivable moment. You know, uh, you know, you can't forget about this. Look at it. Look at it. We got everything. That's me right there. Y'all see me? You got to squint your eyes to see it. But that's me, baby. If you are not about that tailgate party life and you still here, you know, and you love the Cowboys and you're not about that tailgate party life, Something wrong with you. Come on, tailgate with the nation, baby. Come on. Hit that like button. If not, that was easy. Come on, baby. Let's slow it down a little bit. Appreciate everybody for tuning in and being part of this episode. Let's continue to grind the shine. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content. Let our Shaniqua, Pookie, Ray Ray know where to go when they want to tune in to Cowboys Sports Talk and beyond. We out, baby. Where the trophies at? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Let me get my trophy up out of there. Come on with me. You can also support the nation by taking a screenshot of that right there. And you. And what we tell them, baby. We're going to do another jersey giveaway for those who donate and contribute to the channel. Be sure. Justin D got his. Shout out to Daryl Sharp. He got his. Y'all continue to support the nation. And what we tell them, 
Hey. Come on, come on. Shout out to the pro shops out there. This is the world spin. Y'all know how this thing goes. Yeah. Turn me up. Hey. in the description box for that spinning helmet if you want to purchase one for yourself let's do this let's start giving away those let me know if y'all are interested come on turn me up come on to lean forward a little bit it's gonna hurt a little bit right there right there don't move slap the godzilla tears out of him (laughs) sensitive nose with the law we in Dallas baby because you don't know who you're gonna meet oh oh you're talking about the moderators okay you get a pass <laughs> we out baby appreciate you though hey yo <laughs> salute <laughs>